Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metal smithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to their dream venues and more. So please stay tuned and remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. It's not far, not hard to reach. We can hitch a ride to Rockaway Beach. Gil, aren't you glad I didn't sing that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Those Ramones lyric tell it all. We're headed to the beach, specifically Rockaway Beach. Today we chat with Sharon Liu, who relocated to the urban seaside area known as Rockaway, New York. The Rockaway Peninsula, commonly referred as the Rockaways or Rockaway, is a peninsula at the southern edge of the New York City borough of Queens. Although Rockaway is in Queens, it holds a strong bonds with Brooklyn, as Rockaway is a short ride over the Gil Hodges Bridge to Brooklyn. Rockaway became a summer retreat in the 1830s. According to Wikipedia, it has since become a mixture of lower, middle, and upper-class neighborhoods. In the 2010s, it became one of the city's most quickly gentrifying areas. The peninsula is divided into nine neighborhoods or sections. From east to west, they are Far Rockaway, Bayswater, Edgemere, Arverne, Rockaway Beach, Rockaway Park, Bell Harbor, Neponset, and Breezy Point. Speaking of Breezy... Gil, you remember over 10 years ago, we rented a cabana in one of the two beach clubs in Breezy Point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Our <laughs> son, Max, and I loved it. Gil, not so much. Yeah. I'm not but a that, big sand That's another fan. story. <laughs> <laughs> Breezy Point is interesting because there are no cars allowed where the beaches and houses are. But I digress. And that discussion's for another day. Back to Rockaway. In 2012, Superstorm Sandy destroyed parts of the Rockaways. I hate calling it Superstorm Sandy. I know it's technically not a hurricane, but it, but it was absolutely devastating. Yep. Homes and lives were lost. A few days after Sandy, I took a ride to Rockaway. The place was in ruins. Homes were destroyed, and the boardwalk was in pieces. 
It looked like pieces of giant toothpicks. I'll never forget that scene. Fortunately, much of Rockaway has come back and now looks better than ever. Here are a few interesting facts about the Rockaways. One, Fort Tilden. It once held nuclear missiles. Two, the very popular Jacob Reese Park, known as the People Beach, is home to a 90-year-old Art Deco building known as the Bathhouse. The National Park Service recently announced that the Bathhouse will undergo a $50 million takeover. Makeover. Makeover. A $50 million makeover. <laughs> the project will transform the building's facade to its original glory and feature a rooftop restaurant with sweeping views of the Atlantic Ocean, a surfside bar, a pool, retail, and event spaces, 28 hotel rooms, and a catering hall. And finally, three, only because Gene loves punk rock. <laughs> punk rock has a couple of interesting ties to the Rockaways. As noted at the beginning of the show, the Ramones wrote a song called Rockaway Beach. Not only is it a great song, but it was used in a 2013 radio campaign to get people back to Rockaway Beach after Sandy. And punk poet laureate Patti Smith has a bungalow there. In her book, M Train, Smith writes about her purchase of the dilapidated home and how it survived Sandy. I know, Jean, you love the Rockaways. <laughs> So a little bit about our guest. Sharon Liu was born and raised in Islip, Long Island, New York. She attended college early, starting with the State University of New York at New Paltz and graduated from New York University. Sharon is not yet retired. I want to emphasize that. She's a very busy woman. She has her own talent management agency called Liu and Company, Inc. She represents filmmakers for television commercial work. Basically, she's worked in advertising and commercial production her entire career. Her company has a proven track record for launching many successful startup production and post-production companies. Throughout her career, she has been called upon as executive director, consultant, new business rep, and recruiter. She's represented young filmmakers and nurtured them throughout their careers. While also developing many notable award-winning directors along the way, Lewin Company has represented top-tier feature directors and photographers, including, and I think this is why Gene was a little like stuttering <laughs> earlier, <laughs> including Quentin Tarantino, who we love, yeah. Mark Seliger, John Woo, who I also love, Mark Story, Robert Rodriguez, who we also <laughs> love, Christopher Guest, who I right. also love, have you met Jamie? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mark Pellington. I wish Je I meant. <laughs> Jesse Peretz, Sandro Miller, to name a few. Sharon lived in Manhattan for over 25 years, has two grown daughters, loves beaches, and has a newfound passion. Guess what, Jean? What's that? It's my favorite, too. Home renovation. Oh, no. God, you're going to have to start doing Instagram of all your <laughs> renovations. Holy, I can't believe that you're on our podcast. So exciting. So, Sharon, you're clearly not retired. Nevertheless, you're in a place that you love, and you'll probably be there for some time, right? Of all the places you could be in the world, how did you come to decide on Rockaway? That is a very good question. <laughs> I guess I, I have always grown up on the water. I've always lived on the water, even in all the years, which is probably closer to 30 years in Manhattan, I always lived on the West side, whether it was the lower West side, all the way to the upper West side, and mm -hmm. always very with some sort of view of boats or a block away walking <laughs> to wow. the river where whatever it was, I could see the Hudson from oh. somewhere. 
And then on top of it, I also grew up, because I grew up on Long Island and left very early, I always craved going back to the beach, going back to the water, back to my dad was a sailor. I grew up on sailboats. I'm a terrible sailor. Both my sisters are really good at sailing and boating in general. I'm not, but but I love it nevertheless. For a long time, I was living like a married with kids life. And I lived in Manhattan and I brought my girls in Manhattan and I had a career and I lived really near it was very important to me to live very near their schools, especially, mm-hmm. honestly, sure. after 9-11, they were very little and we were very affected. We lived down in Battery Park City oh. for a time oh, wow. and were there during 9-11. It was always really important to me to not leave the city and to, if I'm going to continue being the working mom, to stay right near and not have a commuting schedule. So that was that. And so we always lived near the water. And then when I was very young, I decided I want to buy a house in Fire Island. I'd kind of done a lot of things in Fire Island. I was like a cleaning woman. I was a waitress. I was... Oh, wow. I worked in my cousin's store running their ice cream store when we were all... I mean, they (laughs) were very young. Like they owned an ice cream store at 17 and 19, I think they were. So they were already like these very... We were (laughs) all very entrepreneurial Mm, in mm. in my dad's side of the family. Yeah. Is it still there? The ice cream they store? don't own it anymore. No, they gave <laughs> it up years ago. And they're both incredibly successful grown men now. But they started with that. So we all worked in Fire Island. I never, ever thought I would own a house in Fire Island or do a, even a summer share. I swore I would never <laughs> be that kind of girl. I was such a local. I wasn't going to do a summer share. And then, of course... Like, I think my first job in Manhattan, a friend of mine convinces me to do a summer share in her house, but it was her house that her parents actually owned. She grew up ah. in the house. It was They had moved to Los Angeles. And so she had access to this amazing, adorable, not huge, not fancy, but this great little house in Ocean mm. Beach, Fire Island. Mm-hmm. The summer share, which we took a share in, became like a very different kind of share. It wasn't like, oh, I have six weeks and I can't go there anymore. My summer share lasted from almost April to November, which is kind of unheard of for the amount we were paying at my (laughs) Wow. But it gave me this other look into Fire Island beyond the season before and after. And after the first summer, I didn't think I'd ever want to have a summer share, but I ended up looking to buy a house. And I was actually pretty young and not married and not engaged and was still single. But I thought, you know, if I make enough and I have a down payment, I think it might be cooler to buy something here first and rent. And I was renting an apartment in the city. and, And so that's what I started doing, looking for a house. And then by the next summer, I had met who then became my husband, we met and were married within eight months of knowing each other. Wow. And wow. <laughs> I had a good run of 18 years and two nice. amazing daughters. And so my life in Manhattan, what I started saying was, you know, bringing up kids and having a business in Manhattan. And my husband worked in Manhattan. And then we would go to Fire Island on the weekends. And sometimes, you know, vacations. And sometimes if we could get more time off, we would be there more. But my daughters ended up living in Fire Island for the summer and I would go back and forth. Then I started stretching it out like Thursdays to Mondays or, (laughs) you know, as my, I wasn't so afraid to like leave my office or leave the company I was working for. And we had this amazing nanny for almost 15 years. So I would get off the ferry and she would get on the ferry. And so my weekends got long. (laughs) Longer and longer, even though I was kind of working from there, I 
I would be out there more. This is a long answer to the question about Rockaway, but it was, it's <laughs> basically about, I just had such a long history of living this part-time life at the beach mm-hmm. and in a community of beach community. And it wasn't Manhattan and it wasn't as urban, but it was just a great community for my kids to grow up in because sure. there were no cars. Like it, it, I didn't even know about Ro- breezy, not having cars at the beach mm-hmm. in Fire Island. There are no cars and there are yeah. no, it's just a great way to have kids there and have yeah. them grow up there in the summers. Yeah. So then when it was time to sell the house, 25 years later, I couldn't let go of the beach. I just thought I was, I was really feeling that Jewish guilt about giving up my house. And I was worried about hurting my daughters mm. and selling the house. And I wanted them to have like some sort of beach to go to or some sure. sort of yeah something like it. I was really sad to sell the house in Fire Island. It was not something that came. It wasn't a decision that came easily. Mm-hmm. I got the house uh, after my divorce, but I had bought the house. So it wasn't like it Mm. was given to me, but um, it became very hard to keep it up. The girls, my kids were away a lot. They weren't even there some summers and it was a 1920s cottage and I just had to let it go. It was really, really adorable and very sad to let it go. I'm sure. And so I just needed something (laughs) near the beach. And it was still the pandemic and I had given up a rental. I had gone from one very expensive rental after selling our family home and apartment in New York City. Mm -hmm. I was renting an apartment on the Upper West Side and then renting a different apartment on the Upper West Like we'd moved a couple of times for different reasons because my husband and I separated, then we divorced and he moved to the Upper West Side. So I followed so our daughters would be able to- get near each other really easily and quickly. Then he met someone and moved to Brooklyn. So then I was on the Upper West Side. I'm like, why did I do this? Hello. I didn't even like it there. Um, And that was like its own thing because I didn't hate it there, but I really didn't see myself living there. And did it for convenience. Yeah. So as both girls were away, one then moved to LA, one was in college. I started thinking, why am I keeping this apartment, which was almost five grand in rent? Oh, wow. Oh my with bills. So it was it was like mm-hmm. four and you know, sure, whatever. Sure. But it was expensive. And it was a one bedroom apartment with a really awesome terrace, but it was a one bedroom apartment. But it just became ridiculous between the beach house. And I still had a mortgage on the beach house because I had refinanced it. Mm -hmm. The apartment, it just was like a $6,000 some months, $8,000 nut um, Mm -hmm. keeping all the balls in the air to keep that going. And one day I just had this epiphany, like, what if I just let it all go? (laughs) Like, what if I don't have all these expenses? And it kind of took the pandemic for me to actually really want to let it all go. And honestly... My business started doing less and less well, even before the pandemic, but not like quite as bad as during the pandemic. But I just started thinking like, I have to lower my monthly cash flow and my monthly expenses. And where can I find a place that meets in the middle? And that's the very long answer to the question of, it doesn't even cover it all, but how I started looking at these kind of waterfront communities on Long Island, I looked at Seacliff, I looked at other neighborhoods that, but they all had ridiculously high taxes and I had kids that weren't even living at home. So it just sort of 
panned out. Also, honestly, I was dating someone who lived in Brooklyn, not far <laughs> over the bridge. There and we so go. we had come to Rockaway a couple of times and I just thought I could just live there. That could be really fun. He thought I was insane. I think the Brooklyn people, I think some people have a real snobbery about Rockaway in general. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, Did yeah. You know that, no. Well, where in Brooklyn is he or was he living? He was in Mill Basin. Ah, oh, okay. So not far. Yeah. So not far at all. Yeah. Not far. Yeah. It could be a and, basic um, thing. <laughs> I mean, we weren't together by the time I moved yeah. here, but we were really good friends. And so, and he was there like part-time. So I think there was part of me that thought, okay, well, if nothing else, I do know someone right over the bridge. I felt like kind of close or at least safer, you know, yeah. knowing I could live here, knowing my really dear friend is right there. <laughs> then I started looking like at these buildings on the water and and I was doing a lot of it on Zillow on really online. That's how I ended up zeroing in on these places on right on the boardwalk. So had you sold your house in Far Island at that point? No, no, I was probably, I was still living in Fire Island during most of the pandemic, oh, the wow. height of the pandemic. Oh, okay. My daughter and I lived out there for quite a bit mm -hmm. of the pandemic, way longer than we should have because I lived in a unwinterized house out there. Wow. So it was weirdly intense. I mean, we had heat because I put in these electric blowers years ago and okay. very very few people live in far island in the winter say december and january right yeah very few but there's more there's been i mean i think most people would say there's been more since 9 11 and now there's been more since the pandemic there's mm. definitely many more people want a you know winterized all year round yeah. house oh, yeah wow. i remember yeah. when we used to visit there and people used to tell us in the winter time the only place that sold food was the bar right <laughs> dj's it's still the yes, same yeah. Oh, wow. One of them usually, it might not be CJ's like this year, but then there's another bar that might, do, I mean, just to get like milk and eggs. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. I was really stressed at work during some period and Jean said, get yourself a hobby. So I started making jewelry <laughs> and we would come out to Ocean Beach. We did oh, this to like the art show. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Oh, that's we, great. <laughs> we, we did it for a couple of years and we would get these people and some of them had, you know, a lot of money and you would just see these people come by and we did well out there. Yeah, we did well. But the drive to catch the early ferry, because the show, yeah. we had to be there like 6 a.m. or something. Right. And we would drive crazy from Brooklyn and we'd set up. So those were our memories and getting <laughs> ice cream. <Everybody>. So, <laughs> I so have a lot of fire. Even in this yeah. apartment that I bought at that, I every year I bought stuff from that, That's a fun fair. Yeah. This, a fun this fair. apartment is kind of like I didn't plan for it to be that way. And then it just ended up that way. Like a like a lot of the furniture and a lot of the beach. I kind of wanted to recreate the Fire Island oh. house here. <laughs> when the girls came, they would be and now I'm like, why do I have this super uncomfortable bamboo, cool, <laughs> mid-century couch when like you can't even cozy up on it? It's like this tiny little thing. It's really but, nice um, though. Yeah. It's from, it's all from what really we see, cute, it's though. beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. really cute. But um do your daughters like it there? They do. They like it. They like it, but pretty much every single person I know in my family always says it's really far. Yeah. It's yeah. really far from Manhattan. It's really far from Long Island. It's really far for my daughter to get here from Park Slope, which is where her dad lives. Mm. So she keeps even now is going back and forth with us so, further so, than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So tell us what the commute is to Manhattan, because I assume that's where you're going to do all 
much of your business. Right? Yeah. But you know, because I work from home and I was working from home, honestly, but before the pandemic, but I would take clients out. And I thought it was a big deal when I moved from Chelsea to the Upper West Side. And I was like, oh my God, how am I going to get downtown? And, and it was like, <laughs> this on is the Manhattanite. Like, yeah. it was a lot of Manhattanites think that way. to Rockaway. Now it, it's become like this crazy commute and I have to get a dog sitter for eight hours. And oh my God. It's it's a whole other thing that I'll be really honest. I did not, just didn't get it, the whole yeah. commuting thing, because I have literally never commuted before. So so what I do you do the, now? I yeah. take the ferry to mm-hmm. answer the question. I take the ferry and the ferry's amazing and lovely and it runs all year round and every hour and it gets you right to Wall Street and it's yeah. about 50 minutes door to door. It's an hour. And then I get on the subway down at Wall Street and go wherever I'm going to go. Okay. That's pretty much my commute. The so one that's thing like I, a little over an hour, right? It's a little over an hour. Much better than the A train. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's much better than the A train. I knew I probably wouldn't be taking the A train much, especially during COVID. I mean, I lived on the subway for the last 40 years, but yeah. like I don't take it to Rockaway. Okay. I did twice, literally all year since I've lived here. <laughs> wow. I also think I was leaving kind of later at night because the mm. ferry stopped yeah. running. So it takes longer. The only thing I didn't know when I bought this place is that the ferry stops running at 8.15 from New York oh. City. I thought, oh, I'll go to dinner and I'll hang out downtown yeah, and yeah. jump on a 10 o'clock ferry. Oh, no. Cannot do that. So that whole mindset just changed my whole last year because I was like, how am I going to get home? I don't love driving at night. I can and I have a car here and I do and... I just started like just saying, okay, I don't care. The Uber is going to be $80. It's going to be 80, 90 with tip and whatever, but I've mm-hmm. just been doing that. And it's what it okay. costs to live here. And well, that's all taxes, right? Because you have business is. and most of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, again, cool. And it was like, oh my God, in the beginning, yeah. I, it yeah. took me like six months to realize, like, just do it. Like, just <laughs> money. Like, like, why are you worrying about it? I mean, even a couple of times I slept in the city or got a hotel room. Yeah. And then I was like, well, why am I spending three fifty when I could spend ninety and just go home and right, and, right. And, oh, that that's a great, that's yeah. smart thinking. Yeah, yeah. Plus yeah. You're saving it so just was ridiculous. Yeah. Now, are you walking distance to the ferry? Yes, that's oh, another reason. That's I nice. This apartment. There are other neighborhoods that I've thought about looking at or moving to, but even even today, I, I looked at an apartment that came up and a friend sent it to me. And the first thing my daughter said was, it's nowhere near the ferry. Like, how would you even get there? You know, and I love that I can just walk to the ferry and it's not even 10 minutes. It's okay. really wow. close. So we saw your article in the New York Times <laughs> and I loved it because it was your typical kind of, if you ever watch House Hunters International, they, right, they exactly. you know, or. Or house hunters domestic. So can you just give us a brief what that little journey was for our audience? You looked at one place, then another, and what considerations? I first came out here to go to this film festival, a a women's surf film festival. And that's how I kind of started coming out here, even by myself, just to check out these films. Mm -hmm. And that, and it was in a more like Rockaway Beach, which is just a few blocks up. It's where more of the surfers hang out. It's this little pocket of, I call it random Rockaway 
because it's really like old school, <laughs> the original bars or restaurants or oh. stores. And then it's all the new kind of trendier mix of restaurants or stores or whatever. Oh, cool. A lot of it is very surfer based. I first started thinking, okay, maybe Rockaway is a good solution to this moving thing. And I wanted to be near the city and have beach. I started looking at this one new expensive condo building. And I was like, oh, look at these very modern Manhattan looking with amenities kind of building. It was, it, it's almost like the only one of its kind still in, in Rockaway. And how much um, was that? Do you remember? I think the one bedroom. So I was looking at two bedrooms at the time. So they were like 600 or maybe five, five something to six something, depending on how high or the beach are you, whatever. Mm. And, but I mean, compared to Manhattan, yeah, it was, it was much less and you got <laughs> a lot more and you got like the view of the beach and right. you're right yeah. there on 116th street, right near the ferry, right near the yeah. subway. Yeah. And it has a lot of amenities, um, a roof deck and the gym oh, and all nice. the stuff that I nice. thought, okay, that could be really cool. And I was selling everything. So I thought, all right, I can afford this. Maybe I'll do this. So I looked there. That was the first place. But the apartments were as most new construction is. I wasn't used to those teeny tiny closets again and oh. the, you know, the cookie cutter kind of, even though it was designed nice, it was very overpriced. It was much smaller than the footprint actually was. I, I just thought, you know what? It just didn't seem like worth the money yeah. for what you were getting, even in Rockaway. So then I started looking for all these other, deciding maybe I should just find out if I like living there and not get a two bedroom and a terrace and a this and a, <laughs> like, just see if I like living there and see if I'm going to live a life there. Like, will I want to even retire there? So I kept looking at different one bedrooms and two bedrooms that weren't in these fancy buildings. And then I saw another apartment in this building that I'm in now only I looked at it twice, but someone had already gotten it before me and oh. I've since met them and they're really awesome and we've become <laughs> friends, but they got it before me. And I was like, oh, this is a total fixer upper. It is a dump. And it was like really inexpensive. And I, I was like, how could it be this cheap on the, on the ocean with a view, with a terrace, and it was because it needed to be gutted. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a gut, a need, a need to be gutted apartment. Oh. And um, then I looked at the studio across the street, which was even more expensive. Wow. Although it wasn't at the time I ended up getting this apartment mm -hmm. or kind of less than most studios because it needed to be completely gutted. And that's okay. how I got here. Okay. And I walked in and I just knew it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfectly facing the ocean. It did not have a terrace. And I was like, that's probably a good thing. Let me just, again, see if I like it, fix it up, flip it. If I like it, I'll just flip it and find something to flip or buy again. Mm -hmm. And that's how I ended up here. Okay. Was this cost much less? Because I, I don't remember from the article. Much, what you much made. less. Okay. It's like, I almost don't want to say it out loud because I bought it for, for under the asking price, I can say, which was um, $265. Wow. Wow. How much when you say fixer up? Because it's very nice. Fixer up. I didn't want to touch the light switches. Like it oh. was. Oh, wow. It was the wow. original everything. It's a building from 1964. But it has that very, a lot of pre-war kind of yeah. feel, but it was the original wood cabinets. Like I opened one drawer and it it just came off in my oh. hand. You know, it was like out of a movie. Yeah. Like oh my God. the oven didn't work, which I didn't know. It was taking months for us to close on the apartment. And it turned out the owner who finally just called me directly and 
said, look, I've been wanting them to put as is in our deal. Like, yeah. I don't want you, you know, getting a, what, what is that? Something a uh, that, That's workable or, yeah, or, or just having someone come in to see mm-hmm, if everything's mm-hmm. workable because nothing is workable. And I was like, I already know that nothing is workable. That's my <laughs> offering. So yeah. Yeah. They were lucky. It was kind of obvious, but I honestly didn't know how much the electric and the, everything needed upgrading. Everything needed help. So then I realized, oh, it's a, it's a real gut. It, it, like oh the oven God. didn't work. The refrigerator wasn't even on. I didn't know any of that when I took the first tour. And honestly, the, his real estate person didn't tell me that. So, yeah. and it, so I offered significantly less good. than offering. Wow. So that's a good deal. I was just wondering in terms of the major fixes, did you have to redo the floors? I mean, I had so- to reduce some of the floors. I did have them stripped and then I had to end up patching lots of places. Okay. Because the the audience... Not a redo, but because they're really good wood floors, but they needed to be patched in many, many places. And all the wiring, I assume, right? The wiring had to be redone. And again, not all of it because I decided I had a really great contractor and so I did what needed to be done with with all of that kind of mm-hmm. minimal because I'd been taking this flipping houses course the, ah! during the pandemic. I took a lot of different classes and, and coaching. And so I had this amazing class and coach, <laughs> women flipping houses. And yeah. she's awesome. And and she just, I kept, I don't know why, you know, the, the world sometimes just sends you these Instagram yes. things yes. or however I found her. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was amazing. And the whole group was incredibly supportive and wow. it wasn't crazy expensive. So I took this flipping houses course. And so I knew if I'm going to get this apartment, I need to do it via the formulas of like, are, am I getting a deal? Mm-hmm. Is it worth it to do this? Will I flip it and make a profit? And in New York, it's really hard to flip it and make a profit without living there for at least a year because sure. the taxes and the whole. Mm-hmm. So I knew, I knew and kind of was ready to move there for at least two years. I thought I'm going to live here for two years. I'm just kind of into the second year. So, but I really did do it. I have never followed a budget as literal as I did. I I didn't wow. even do things that I wanted to do that I really wanted to do. And I didn't do because I was like, this is the budget. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was like, no, that was really smart. strict with myself. And it was kind of awesome to do something so yeah. committed. Yeah. And I had never, I have already renovated a, a house sort of, I mean, I'd upgraded my beach house very much compared to what it was, but I had really gut renovated our apartment in Chelsea years oh, ago, really? bought two apartments and connected them and wow. gutted them. And That's major them. work. It was yeah. major. It was major. And, and I love doing it, but I did not stick to a budget the way I did here. And I did go crazy in the other place because I'm pretty good at sticking to some sort of numbers, yeah. but this one was, you're flipping it. Don't get that fancy oven that you think you love because it's not about you. Like I had this whole mindset of, yeah, sure, you're not here forever, and that's good and bad. But it was an awesome lesson, and it made buying that much kind of more easier, but also more fun because it was like a challenge. So you're in a two bedroom, one bath at this point. It's technically a one bedroom, but it 
it can, it is. Okay. Okay. I mean, the audience can't see what Jean and right. I can, so, but it looks beautiful. I mean, I it, have to tell you, really whatever you cool did. design because that mm-hmm. most people do convert them into two bedrooms because it's this very long yeah. living room. That it looks like a very comfortable space. Yeah. It's a very, very comfortable space. And it's very like square rooms, very pre-war-ish mm-hmm. kind of space. Like a norm, okay. the, the kitchen was just a very narrow galley kitchen. Mm-hmm. The first question I asked before I even, you know, offered anything was, can I knock down the wall between the kitchen and the living room? Mm -hmm. If I couldn't have done that, I wouldn't have bought it. Opening up the whole galley and making it an island, it changed everything because it also, you had a view that literally- yeah. I see there were that like opening. three walls blocking views in different directions. Right. It just oh, didn't make any sense to me. So Yeah. And it makes the space like Yeah, spacious. it makes the space so yeah. much more open. Mm-hmm. I was even going to put up a half wall to make the second bedroom. And my daughters asked me not to because they wanted to have it open and see the mm. sky and the view. Yeah. So it was kind of sweet. Now I'm on search for like a little half wall, like some sort of solution <laughs> to a half wall so they can sleep and not have me annoy them when I wake up earlier than them. Seems it all worked out. Congratulations. Yeah, it worked out. What year did you purchase it in? 2020? No, 2021. And so can think you so. think you get a similar deal for under $300,000? Do you think you still got a fixer upper like that in the area? I think if you look hard enough, you can. I think if you look in a different way without broker... Yes, I think you can. Wow. For this kind of place, not the terrace and with the beach, Mm -hmm. direct view, whatever. And maybe even yes with that. But I think you can. So in this time. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can. (laughs) Well, I'm all about gutting because we're looking at homes in the uh, kind of Delaware, Pennsylvania area. And all the homes that Jean finds, like, I don't want a basement. All right? right. I just, I'm afraid of basement. Not that I'm afraid of them. I can't stand them. If I hear noises. have no use for them. Yeah. I have no use for it. We're in the basement yeah. right now. We're in the basement right now because <laughs> this is where we decided to set up our It's podcast. probably good for the, for the, the noise. Yeah. yeah no, no, it's great. And we have audio buffering us materials. But at the end, I'd like to got a place because every home that we've looked at online, this is they show either a basement that's not finished or right. uh, what is that called? That creep. A crawl space. A crawl space. A crawl, which I that's cannot yeah, stand. That's that like <laughs> creepy. That creeps me out too. Yeah. Why would so, you ever go in it anyway? That's not the point. The point <laughs> is someone can or something can. I would go down. Okay. But at the end of the day, I don't like their styles. And I'm thinking at this age, the period that we're living in, whether it's some people call it the latter half of your life. Some people yeah. have said the last. I call it third. the twilight. <laughs> oh, you call it the twilight. Yeah. Some people said, well, it's the third leg of your life. I'm like, that sounds horrible. I know it does. You know. So we are going to, we're going to, I want to fix her up a gene. I just want you to know that, but with no basement. Okay. There's something really fun. The only thing I've ever bought are fixer uppers. I bought two apartments next door to each other, which is kind of crazy. And I'll give my ex-husband the credit that he saw it. We were living in renting in London Terrace in Chelsea, New York. And then we're looking and looking for apartments to buy. This is after 9-11. And we just saw these two apartments and we were the first people because we were living literally like in the building and we were mm-hmm. there the first mm-hmm. minute the thing came out and we put a bid on both apartments and I bought Ooh. two apartments and gutted wow. them and connected them. That was so smart. Oh yeah. my God, that place it was, was stunning. It's, 
I'll be honest, it's literally the only regret of my entire life that <laughs> I sold that apartment. It was the dumbest thing I've ever done. It goes down as <laughs> the most ill thought out, emotional, stupid, um, oh. unbusiness like decision I've ever made. And um, God, what a location, huh? <laughs> yeah. It, it was a little bit crazy to sell, but they were very expensive. Like, because we had bought two, it was two maintenances. And it, oh, like, even wow. with or without a mortgage, it, it was a very high maintenance and very, yeah. it was a co op. And there were reasons to let it go, but it was just, wow, I it was a co op and connected them and made a beautiful home. It, it was nice. really awesome for the oh, girls wow. to grow up there. I'm surprised that the co-op board let you knock down a wall, connect two. Four full places. Yeah. I know, but still. Yeah, a lot of people. Oh, some people connected three. And I was, at the time, oh. doing really well and was <laughs> cocky enough to think that I could buy three oh. and take a piece of the hallway. And I, I figured it out. Like, I thought I could afford it. and But then I thought, oh, my God, then I'll have three maintenances every month. It just seemed like way over the top. It was like 5,000 in, I guess, at least 5,000 in maintenance. It, oh, my God. Crazy on top of yeah. your mortgage. I did not make that cuckoo choice, but I did connect <laughs> to and it was beautiful and a great place to live for a long time. Let, let me ask you, you say your daughters grew up there. We're coming up with this problem ourselves because we may sell our house soon. And our son, who doesn't live at home anymore. Yeah. We're worried about, you know, he loves Brooklyn, even though he doesn't live here now. And we're worried about, you know, what, what he'll, he'll think, although we're probably going to do it anyway. But what did your daughters think when you sold the place? Um, You know, it, it's emotional. It, it's It was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal for me because now I've actually given up. Once I sold Fire Island and gave up Manhattan, that became like, they were like, okay, now nowhere is home. Like nowhere, oh. I have nowhere to go. And it's the worst. See, your reaction, yeah. I have yeah. cried many a night over it. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, did I screw up? First, I thought they begged me when my husband and I were separating, do not sell the beach house. So then oh. that's a big reason I sold the apartment in the city. Okay, okay. Uh. But normal, rational people wouldn't listen to their 12 <laughs> yeah. and... Uh, nine-year-old daughters, I happen to. <laughs> you hear that, guys? It was I hope so you're emotional. <laughs> it was such a big deal. So then I kept the house, and the house became so just yeah. a lot to keep up. Uh, and it was a house oh. I only lived in six months, even maybe six or five months out of the year. It's hard. It's it's a hard choice. But you know, my ex kept making choices that had nothing to do with my. <laughs> well, I finally thought ten years later. <laughs> All right, and, I'm finally going to make one yeah. that is for that's me. That's how men are. Yes. Some, some and, men. And, and it's true. I mean, it, it, yeah. it was very, uh, it was complicated for me. But look very. what we do for our kids, right? She didn't sell the house because of her kids. I know. You know I'm glad. And I well, kept it for over 10 years and it was oh. a lot. Wow. It was wow. a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, our our child is well, grown man, but he's, he's 23. Oh. He's, yeah. Uh, He's in Rhode but Island. Still young. Mine's twenty two. Yeah, yeah, he'll always be a he'll always be a kid to me. Still you know, young, he still yeah. calls right. and and like 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 a friend of his, uh, oh, a, a past roommate said, "Can you watch my cat for the weekend because <laughs> I'm going down to see you know family," and he's like, "Sure," and we never had a cat. Well, we never had pets at home, but so he then changed his mind and said, you know what? I'm actually going down to Brooklyn as well. Uh, I can't watch a cat. So the guy says, "All right, you know, just bring him next." 
next building over, whatever. Okay. So our son goes to pick up the cat and it jumps out of his arms and he runs <laughs> out of the house. So he he calls us and he goes, you're not going to believe what I just did. I'm going to be running late. I have to go searching for this cat in our <gasps> complex. I'm like, there's like 30 units around this whole oh, wow. Rhode Island thing. But the neighbor finally somehow sent an email out to all these units and they found the cat. But the point is, he didn't know to put the cat. In yeah, the he carrier. didn't know to put the cat. He didn't know the cat had a carrier. So we think so, this kid's so smart, but yeah, like he's just really, really he's a really smart mechanical engineer. But right. he goes, he goes, excuse me, but you never told me this. And I'm like, exactly. there's so many things in life that we haven't told you. Yeah. But you exactly. act like, you know, everything. Well, my so older daughter, you know, grew up in Manhattan, went to like, you know, good well, they both went to public schools. She went to LaGuardia High School. My older daughter wow. lives in Los Angeles, does not drive, doesn't, oh she's God. scared. In Los Angeles. Oh my goodness. In, La- in LA. Like, <laughs> I mean, it blows my mind that she even moved there and doesn't drive, but she had to go there for work. But I mean, they're so New York, you know, it's yeah. like, there are things they don't know. I mean, it's right. true. Yeah. They, I remember once hearing my daughter, she went away to school, came home and it was like some whatever break. And a, a, a friend of hers from like New Jersey came and stayed with us in the city. And her mother was so nervous that she was going to come stay and in be in Manhattan. Manhattan. And <laughs> she had her mother talk to me on the phone. And I said, you know, I don't know what you read, but like, it's not like I don't know where my kids are. Like, I, <laughs> they're not like wilding in the park. Like, I, I know where they are. And they don't do anything so cuckoo bananas that like, I mean, from (laughs) what I know, I pretty, I think I'll kind of know where they are always. They're usually not that even far from my building. It was very cute to hear my daughter say, her mother said, then we were, I guess, whatever, on speakerphone or something. And her mother said, well, you know, I know I'm ridiculous. And I, it's just that, um, you know, my daughter's lived a very sheltered life in New Jersey. And Emma said, you know, we've lived a really sheltered life too in New York City. People just don't realize it. But like, you know, I had a nanny take me everywhere. My mom worked. I, she was like, we were never like allowed to just be yeah. like roaming the street. Like, <laughs> right, right. It wasn't like they just were let out of a cage. <laughs> And um, right, people have a vision that the yes, city right. is full Funny, of muggers yeah. and, and, like they had and class, murderers and, and, and things and stuff. <laughs> and like they weren't just like partying at a club at 13. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, it was really funny for the mom to hear and for me to hear my daughter yeah. say that it was. But the selling of the two places has left us with a little bit of a. I'll be honest, the last two Christmas, last Christmas when I was buying here and the one before where I was still, it was the pandemic and I was still out East at my mom's and in Fire Island and Bayshore. I had given up my apartment in the city. I rent, I, I um, got a hotel room for almost, because both my daughter's birthdays are in December and it's Hanukkah and it's Christmas. So like, there's usually one week we're always doing very birthday, mm, holiday things, yeah. Christmassy Hanukkah things in the city. So I just got a hotel room and just, I've done it now. I guess this will be the third, three years in a row. So at least they feel like there's a place for them to just be in the Mm -hmm. city and not have to commute anywhere because it's, it's weird. It's weird for me too to not have a place in New York City. You'll get used to it. But that's a great yeah. idea though. Because you save you save so much money by living out there, a little money in a hotel. So that's what? a true yeah. that's a really good point. We have to think of it that way. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I'll admit that the guy who was kind of someone I was seeing who was also my best friend. He also had an apartment in Manhattan. So I had like a uh, like my own uh, room in his apartment. So mm-hmm. 
that I was going to like chip in for and, yeah. and my kids had slept there and blah, blah, blah. And then we kind of just imploded. So <laughs> that, that whole awesome setup is gone. It's gone. <laughs> so tell us, are you concerned about hurricanes when you were buying? Yeah. You know- a big, a big other reason I sold in Fire Island is because after Hurricane Sandy, it just became very stressful. Something about the location of where my house was, it started the last few years just flooding, like not literally the house itself wasn't flooding, but my yard was flooding mm. just even on a high tide. It didn't even have to rain. And I was so oh. close to the bay that, you know, Fire Island is like, it's just a, yeah. really like a sandbar. A sandbar. So That's as exactly the tides are getting yeah. higher and higher, and I really couldn't. My business wasn't doing so great. And honestly, I just couldn't afford to do what I really needed to do was raise my house. And I, I mm. really needed to That's raise a lot it of money. Keep yeah. it or, or sell it and buy another house that was right. raised. Right. But I really needed to raise my house. And I just thought if I can't afford to do that for the house, I probably can't afford to keep living here because I was really <laughs> stressed about it. And so a big reason why I looked at a few houses out here. I looked at these apartments out here and the three that are in the New York Times article. And But I also considered houses to kind of buy and flip or, you know, or live. Mm. And then I thought, I don't want to live here on the ground floor. Like I just won't. Yeah. I'm happy to be on the fifth floor, if not higher. And then there's just something about knowing I, you know, if I knew something was going to happen, I would get in my car and drive out of here and go somewhere safe. And at least I know I'm on the fifth floor and at least my stuff is okay. If you're going through 9-11 in Battery Park City and then Hurricane Sandy and Fire Island, I was like, at least my stuff will be safer. Well, and you can get insurance, right? You can get home insurance. I can get home insurance. You know, it's minimal, but it's but it yeah. is what it is. Okay. It's not like in Fire Island, it was getting very expensive to also yeah. have flood insurance there. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk briefly about cost of living. I mean, Gene and I kind of know, but we've got people listening from the West Coast, Middle America, yeah. Europe, uh, Asia. Y- yeah. Europe, Asia. Well, if they want to come to Rockaway, <laughs> can you give us a sense, Sharon, of what your monthly costs are? And is it less now. expensive than Manhattan? Yeah. Well, not, and people don't know Manhattan prices necessarily. Right. No, it's I mean, crazy. I can say that my monthly nut for a really long time was right around $8,000 a month for in the life I was living pre-pandemic between mm-hmm. my apartment and my beach house and life and the dues and the mortgage payments and all that stuff. And that was just bottom line costs. And then now my monthly nut is $1,000 a month. Wow. What? Yeah. So, and what is that? So what is that? So includes parking. It's about to go yeah. up. I'm, I'm pretty sure my my um, the, uh, communal costs in the building are going to go up soon. It's a significant. Wow. Difference. You have an HOA, I assume. Well, I'm in a co-op. So oh, your co-op, yeah. co-op. Okay. Co-op fees. Yeah. Co-op fees. And are those reasonable? The co-op fees? Yeah. That's what's incredibly reasonable. I mean, that's what it is. It's like okay. the, the co-op fees are incredibly low. And there are not a lot of amenities at all in the building. And so that's also why it's not fancy. It's an older building. It's been a little bit fun for me because of my apartment and because how cute it came out. They've asked me to help redecorate kind of the whole building. So I've been wow. picking out Kudos, all those, man. Cool. Re- redoing the lobby. And I picked wow. up the colors to be the whole place is getting repainted, which is really awesome. Good. And these are, they're very minimal costs, but it's making, I think it's going to be a huge, huge difference. difference. It was a yeah. very, very unattractive paint job in the hallways. <laughs> it looked like a, 
like a school from the 60s, you know, like yellow and red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the um, thousand, the thousand includes the, uh, the co-op fees, right? Does it include utilities? And my taxes. Oh, and your taxes. I pay separate for my electric and my cable or, you know, Wi-Fi, but that's it. Okay. Okay. And what about things like food shopping? That must be less expensive than you, you had before. Yeah, it's Manhattan. not. I don't know. It, it's Rockaway. It's it's still Queens and New York and Manhattan. And that stuff isn't, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't have a Whole Foods, which I wish I did. I don't have a Trader Joe's. So it's just like a regular stop and shop kind of fake farmer's market. That's at least <laughs> a really nice little grocery store here. But I'll be honest, like, I don't think groceries are that much cheaper. They're actually pretty pricey and restaurants are good meat less than the city but some of them or the places i'm going they're they're not so much less there's very few options i might add yeah what is great about here what's what's good and not good for some people yeah there are no box stores there are no huge chains there are no there's so little shopping like it's not like i can walk out the door and go to j crew or zara or <laughs> Um, I can't even go to Home Depot. I can't even go. I mean, what's incredibly frustrating about living here is also what's really nice. Like I, I buy much less because Uh there's nothing happening on the street. (laughs) It's a big lifestyle difference, you know, and living in Manhattan, you take a cab here and then the next thing, and then you stop into this store and then even you you just don't even realize. And just walking home from work, you can spend $150 (laughs) and it's like, you don't even know it went by. I know, I know. And here, I have to say, I just don't do that. I was actually seeing a client recently and they're in Brooklyn, in Borham Hill, which has become incredibly, it was always quite beautiful, but now it's really trendy and really, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I just, there were so many retail stores right there, every little boutique, every little shop, every perfect ice cream parlor and the perfect coffee shop and the, like, I couldn't get past that block without spending $200. (laughs) And here, what's not good is I, I'm in indoors too much because I end up cooking a lot. I end up because it's like none of the places even seem worth most of them worth the money like mm-hmm. to go out. And there are no little great. There are, but there's only like three like little shops to go to. It's a well, completely different way of living, yeah. which what was about, exactly how Fire Island was as well. That that's true, except for that one strip right in Ocean Beach. You know, you, right? But it's the same. It's the thing. same it's thing. Like it's the same three thing. Stores. It's right. not right. And there's no big stores. There's no chains, so you can't just hit up Old Navy one afternoon <laughs> and buy way too much stuff or Target. You know, like yeah, yeah, over shop. Yeah. But, but you can drive a short distance to the, the stores, right? If I yeah. recollect. It, it, Brooklyn, I mean, yeah. I had to have a car to get. I didn't have a car in the city for a long time. And I, mm-hmm. I bought a car just to, to live out here. Yeah. Again. But yeah, the car, it, it's easy to drive over. But, you know, like any island, it, it's weird. I don't do it as often as I thought I would. And what's interesting is you're not in a rural area, you know? No. It, it's because to me... Right. Physically, where you are in Queens, you you just need a car, though. You know, you it's just not need a like- car. It's a weird mindset because it's like, yes, even with the car, you still have to drive over two bridges to get anywhere good. It's a different, weird mindset. The peninsula yeah. is its own world. Random, <laughs> random world. Yeah, it's a really interesting place. An ur- urban seashore. Exactly. Yeah. But like you said, that's the big trade-off because had you stayed 
in a different area, in an apartment in Brooklyn, whatever, you wouldn't have what you were yearning for, that kind of innate feel for the water. Right. Right. And I also, I have to say, I mean, I, I mean, a lot of it has to do with money and I I was making more money years ago and Mm -hmm. then business changed and, but the financial freedom, it's also kind of funny to be so close to JFK airport because traveling has weirdly become even easier, but I'll just think nothing. uh, Yeah, I'm going to LA. I'm going here. I'm going to go there. And I get hotel rooms, even though I feel like so often there's such a waste of money, like even in Manhattan, which I didn't think I would do as much, but I don't love staying in friends small apartments and stuff but that's the cost of living here it's yep. it's yeah. same here it's the reason i pay so little to live where i'm living like yeah. i can go to the city for three days at a time and and not feel so guilty about it, it right. Just, right as long as i'm kind of making a living and yeah what is the distance to jfk the airport I'm like 15 minutes away. Oh, maybe a little more. So I assume you don't drive there and leave it for long-term parking, right? No, I I take an Uber and it's really easy. Yeah. And I think the Uber from where you are to the airport's got to be what, around 50? It's about 50. Yeah. Because from us, we're about 20 something minutes away. They were quoting 70, 75. And I they thought, tried to with me too. Insane. And then other people did too. And I was like, that's insane. That's what I paid from Chelsea. Yeah. For, come on. That, that's why I thought it was so crazy. Because I was like, I lived in Manhattan for 35 years and that's how much it was. Right. How could right. it be 50 from Rockaway? Right. But they yeah. get you. And I know. No, guess no. Yeah. we get, we found a, de- a, a couple of car services. Yes. My sister's yeah. in Park Slope and she recommended one and they come here. And it's like 45. At least you exactly. can live with that number, you know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's okay. funny because my, I don't know the name of it, but my girls and my ex-husband, they have a place in Park Slope too that they yeah. use sometimes to come here. Yeah. Okay. But yes, the cost of living has really, really gone down. That's really And it is a, a, a real sense of freedom. And maybe because I'm not officially retired yet that... Mm. I just haven't panicked about it yet. Like, what am I going to do when I not at, when I don't have an income? But at least keeping some kind of income, or even if I had, a, I could really do this. And the reason I also bought here, because I could do this even with some sort of side hustle. Like, I can afford yeah. this yeah. and be yeah. here and know that I own it and I'm not right. renting. And I just really didn't want to rent again. I wasted money on rent for the last few years after selling my apartment in mm-hmm. Chelsea. And it really annoyed me yeah. to waste, you know, once you own, it's hard. Right. It's hard me. to go it back was to rent. Hard to, yeah. To, to think about renting again. It would just, mm-hmm. so that was why I also bought. It sounds great for you because it sounds like you don't have a mortgage, right? No, I don't because have of a the price. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. 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 All right. I have a question about, do you have a nice coffee shop? Walk yes, through? I do. Oh, and it's nice, but it's not nice. great. There, I'll be honest. There's nothing that's been like <laughs> super great for me here. I spend a lot of time at the Rockaway Hotel, which has become almost like my, I always say like my Soho house, which I had in Manhattan, which is <laughs> kind of snobby, but like a club. It isn't like that, but I, I do spend a lot of time there because I take exercise classes there. Sometimes I go to events there. They couldn't be nicer. There's three different restaurants there. So I I usually bring people that are visiting me there. It's just a beautiful, great location. Do you have have to drive there? Nice place. No, I can walk there and it's five, 10 minutes. And But I mean, there are some awesome places in Rockaway and some I drive to most of the time. Until right about now, which is kind of a bummer. I, I ride my bicycle everywhere. Like I oh, ride my bike to every restaurant or bar or 
cool. And I've been really trying to make an effort to meet people, which is also its own weird thing. I moved here not knowing one person, which yeah. is kind of stupid and no, crazy. No, that was daring. Good for you. <laughs> it's 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 hard. It's yeah. it's a thing, yeah. but um, but you're very but, friendly, yeah. so I can see. People, yeah, but it, it's also putting yourself out there becomes mm-hmm. like yeah. a little its own thing. But it's yeah. so anyway. I do ride my bike everywhere, which isn't a great. I love that. And I had that in Fire Island too. And I rode my bike in Manhattan. So that's been a really good, great way to get around Rockaway. Yeah, yeah. Now that it's getting colder, I know I'm going to be driving more, but there are really cute pockets here, like in Arvern. That's where the Y is. That's where I am trying to go more, but going to the gym and there's all these little restaurants and stores there. And it's a really cool up and coming community. Part of it is middle income housing, which is great. Right. Yes. Right. Well, I'd be remiss if we don't touch upon healthcare. So let's let's talk about that now yeah. that you're there. Um, I'm assuming, though, your all your medical folks are in Manhattan. Most are still in Manhattan. <laughs> Most are still in Manhattan. Okay. What's the nearest hospital? God forbid. It's such a good question because <laughs> it's another thing I didn't know when I moved here. I don't yeah. even know what I was thinking. I was so spoiled living in Manhattan. Yeah. 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 It is, I believe, in Far Rockaway in yep. like the 20s. It has been a reason that it's concerned me living here because I don't know where I'd want to go. I actually broke a rib after moving here, Ooh. fell in my apartment because I did redo the floors and they were really slippery. <laughs> oh my and I was here by myself and I fell. It was ridiculous. Like I still see it. It was like an outer body experience watching myself yes, fall. Yes, I always and I knew. That immediately that I probably broke something and I hobbled over. Luckily, there is an, a brand new urgent care, like one block from me, which was oh, awesome. And oh, wow. it was the middle of the winter and I put on my down parka and I hobbled over there and I got, they have x-rays. I took x-rays. They did everything and they could not have been better. And I went there when I thought I had COVID and it's it's great to know they're there. Okay. But when I fell immediately, I I think I saw I saw stars and I like kind of I'm not even sure if I didn't black out for a second. Mm. And the minute I came to any rational thinking, I thought, what would I do? I do not <laughs> want to call EMS because I don't want them to take me to some mm-hmm. horrible hospital in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know where I was going to go. And I couldn't believe that like. That's such an important thing as we're getting older to like, I didn't even yeah. consider it. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know what I was thinking because I'm <laughs> so spoiled. And it wasn't like I wasn't very conscious of the hospital situation in Manhattan because I lived downtown for 35, however yeah. many years. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched like three major hospitals close downtown yeah. Yeah. New York. Mm-hmm. And it was a very big deal. I was part of the picketers when they were turning the... Was it St. Vincent's on 12th Street? They were turning them into condos and my daughter's school was right down the street. And it was like, are you serious? That was the last hospital downtown. So it's funny that it wasn't something, it was so off my radar because of moving, because of whatever, who can, I don't even know, whatever reason. And there's only like Um, five hospitals. (laughs) It became like, what the hell am I thinking? And I've still thought, like, how do I make sure... I don't end up at some crappy hospital. Um, But now at least I've done a little research and there are hospitals in Brooklyn. 
But you you can't just like request going there, I guess. So I think if you, you call, you, isn't you it can. true? You call the fire department. They have request. their ambulance service, and you can tell oh. them exactly where you want to go. Oh, sometimes, I didn't know that. Actually. Sometimes they don't listen to you, and sometimes they do. But you can. Oh, interesting. But a lot, I would say, from what I've heard, most of the times, if it's reasonable, they will take you away. Oh, interesting. Because I yes. would just want to go to like Mount Sinai or something in yes. Brooklyn. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was very. A very weird and um, scary thing to yeah, think. Like, yeah. what if I, I'm really hurt right now? And I, I wasn't even sure if I could stand up. And Ooh. I knew I don't. I am not calling EMS right yeah, now. Yeah. So. Well, the good news is you have that urgy care that you physically walked over to. Yes. You know it your doctors are not. Yeah, your regular doctors are not far away. You know because they're in Manhattan. Right. Okay. Which is also a big consideration. Obviously, you must talk about it all the time, which is why it's a good question that I wouldn't have <laughs> thought of. When you move to another country, when you're an expat, when you move to some other state where you're like, oh, this is great and cheap and perfect. And then you're like, oh, my God, God forbid you have a heart attack. Like, yeah. I don't know if I want to be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, through this podcast, we have learned so much about health facilities and healthcare in general. Yeah. Portugal and Spain, apparently they they have amazing Spain um, has medical care. Healthcare. Yeah. I mean, people educated the, the from around the world. one city I would consider retiring to is Barcelona. And that's why I've been there so much and <laughs> why I went for my birthday. Yeah. I yeah. really love it there. And it's also, yeah. they really take good care of their people. I mean, they have right. their own issues, but Right. So it's it's even like the dental work in Mexico sounds amazing. So Gene and I in the last two years with the podcast will say, you know what, I'm just going to wait until you retire, Gene. And then we're going to we, we our plan is to right now have a base in the U.S. and then we plan to travel or travel more, right. you know, abroad. We'll figure out some of this these things ahead of time. But at the end of the day, my dentist said, well, you know, you need implants. And I said, yeah. oh my God, I know how much they cost. You so we we met, yeah, we met these people who had serious dental work done in Mexico. Very nice facilities. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. And it, yeah. it was a fraction of the price. Oh my God. Will you, you know, send me their and, name? And since, well, well, yeah. I actually yeah, sure. just had a really weird <laughs> incident in Rockaway. It's an annoying and bad story. No, I wasn't going to go to a dentist out here. You just have to go on the Friends of Rockaway Facebook page mm-hmm. to find out like there are hardcore locals and people are really yes local and really (laughs) staunch everything and it's a whole other thing getting into the politics of living here and getting into there's so much it's a very loaded conversation yeah but um they are incredibly opinionated on the facebook page (laughs) i know i know (laughs) and so I was looking for a dentist and I heard this one place might be good and blah, blah. So I went to this place and I went on their website and they had a $99. I really just wanted to get my teeth cleaned. I just hadn't been in the city. <laughs> and I had gone to my old dentist and frankly, my new insurance didn't even cover my old dentist. So I was like, oh, let me just find a place. If nothing else, I have to go get my teeth cleaned. And <laughs> they had a $99 special. The long story short is I go to this place sign up for their $99 special. I figure, oh, they're probably going to like jack it up and whatever. Yeah. They're going to try to like take x-rays, whatever. Let me just do it. If it's 150, I'm, I'm in. I went there. I did not get my teeth cleaned. I was there for two hours. Oh they goodness. took x-rays. They did everything and handed me the dentist comes in and then says, you know, we've done a whole thing on your teeth. Like you need like 55 
$5,700 worth of work. What? And I said, what about my cleaning? And she <laughs> said, the dentist, oh no, we're not going to do it. We'll take the $99 off when we, when we deal with all this. Oh then goodness. we'll, and I was like, are you out of your mind? Do you think I'm just going to sign up for $5,700? What are they, insane? This is I insane. I was so upset. I was there for two hours. They literally had me watch a video on gum disease. Like, it was like, I felt like I was at a timeshare place. It was like the most disgusting. I was so wrapped in it. Like, I I, I was just oh, in shock. I'm sorry. I made them give me back my $99 the next day. I was almost crying. I was like, I am so upset about this. I really, I'll tell everyone on the Facebook group if you don't deal with this, because I I don't understand what kind of scam you just pulled, but yeah. like it's it's horrible. And yeah. and they gave it back? They gave it back. And I still have decided I, I haven't decided like, should I forget even just dissing them, but just even telling people that like it was such a crazy scam. Well, so, feel free. Uh, <laughs> so out, so in your fate, like so, yeah, outlandish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, to go from ninety nine dollars to fifty seven hundred, it was it was just like yeah. what? They I probably they probably knew you moved in from Manhattan. Like, look at this one; she'll have no clue. No, I I actually they did ask me where was your dentist? Said, oh, they're in the city because I used to live in the city. <gasps> See, so that's what I started thinking. I like, is you. everybody going to oh, do yeah. that to me here? I knew contractors were doing that to me. Yes. And I oh, ended yeah. up finding a local contractor that did not do that to me. Yeah. And and it was a good friend of mine from Brooklyn had said, like, stop telling everybody you used to live in the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we go places and Jean's like, don't tell them where we live yeah. because they think yeah. we have money. We're like, right. oh, no, we don't have money. I mean, we're OK, but it doesn't mean we <laughs> right. have money. It doesn't mean you can rip me off. Yeah. But, but if you do, if you. If you ever want to come to a good dentist in um, <laughs> in, in Bay Ridge, Bay Ridge. Although, although she's really in um, Diker Heights, shout out to Dr. Castano. Oh, she's, Rosalie Castano. We oh, love her. She's really She's great. the best. And she's very reasonable. <laughs> very reasonable. Very yeah, fair. It's, it's, very it's fair. To just fine. I'm probably just going to go back to the city. I'll like yeah. take the very whatever. No, there's yeah. a ton of people also, I think, um, in Queens or, or look, if you go yes, to Brooklyn, there's. Tons of great people. This in, was in, just a very weird experience. Yeah, I yeah. should have asked more people. I but you know, why would you even think that, right? Why would I, you? You wouldn't even like, think if that. you don't have, yeah. if you don't know what you don't know. It's like, a, <laughs> come on, it's a dental hygienist, like a pain. And like, you're like, you're going to clean my teeth. Clean my teeth. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's so gross that it oh, hasn't on. happened. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, have you ever seen Patty Smith around? Is she in the supermarket? Uh, <laughs> Patty the Smith aisle? is the first person i saw when i moved here no i had absolutely no idea she lives one block from me <gasps> i've now seen her three times but <laughs> i saw her i had closed on the apartment and i was bringing all these construction materials here driving my car back and forth from long island from manhattan mm -hmm. i closed on the house i was here literally like two days later and i was driving on the street she lives on which is not far from my street uh -huh. I have to go on that block like every every day when I'm driving just to either make a left or right hand turn. I was talking on speakerphone to my sister and all of a sudden I look to my left and I see this woman and and then I she's with another woman and they're in the garden and they're talking and I probably screamed because she literally saw my lips moving. I had the air conditioning on in my car and I went, holy shit, it's Patty Smith. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> he looked oh at me God. and waved. <gasps> and I was like, hi. <laughs> I totally waved because I was like, oh my God. And she saw me. So oh, that's I, funny. I what? couldn't even have held back any. I, I didn't even know she saw me, but she oh. did. And then it was adorable. Cool and You're supposed to be a cool Manhattan woman, not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really funny. I mean, that's so funny. I, I think like. I, I don't know where she lives all the time or full time, but she lives in Manhattan. I saw her out here a couple of times this summer. She lives in Manhattan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she, she had lived in uh, Michigan for a while because she, right. her husband was there, but she moved back to, to Manhattan and um, that's where she lives. And this place was dilapidated when she bought it. Right. It was. Right. Yeah. Know. Well, you know, you know, Sharon, you can always, the next time you see her, just say, you know, I'm a big fan. And where do you get your teeth cleaned? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she lives here a lot. I love Patty Smith and I lived on 23rd Street, you know, and was a regular at the by the Chelsea Hotel and yeah. lived there for like 25 years. So oh, I, wow. I I think we have like so much kind of this weird neighborhood connection that it's funny <laughs> yeah. that now I live. And here you are close. a block away. Yeah, See? it's really See? weird. Oh, Gene, aren't you glad you asked the question? Because he does this. He does this sometimes. He'll have these questions for our guests, and I'm like, all right, you're really spending a lot of time. I have to do a lot of editing. <laughs> That's so really. I'm funny. glad he asked you. But, but, but those are the, the funny. Yeah. Um, it was a very big deal to me to see her. It was like really cool. And then I think I saw her. I'm not sure if it was her mother, but she was this summer. I definitely saw her with an older woman who I thought maybe might be her mom. Well, you can't miss Betty Smith. She has that look. Yes, she definitely has that All look. Right. She's so, very cool. Yeah. So any last words as we wrap up? We know that Barcelona could be a place for you when it's you retire, but you don't seem to be the type that would ever fully retire to me. I can't imagine fully retiring. Yeah. I, I wish mean, look, I could have married for money, but it just really isn't in my cards, apparently. And that would be so cool. It's never too but late. <laughs> I've had the opportunity and I just can't seem to do it. So if I could, maybe I'd live somewhere else, but and retire. But uh, no, I really, I, I doubt I'm just going to do nothing. I, that's just no, no, no. It's, it's, look, it's not nothing. I, I so I retired December. 2021. And I had a very chaotic kind of, um, you know, a busy career, let's say. I had a lot of interests and I thought, oh, the day I retire, I'm just going to bang on, do all those things. But that's how I thought during COVID. (laughs) Yeah. But I didn't quite get there yet. And, and you go through this phase, like my parents used to look out the window when they retired. And I, and I keep saying this, but I have to say it. I said to my father, Oh, what's outside the window? What are you looking at? And he'd say, I'm waiting for death. Oh my God. And my first reaction was, Oh, uh, you know, I was always sarcastic with him. We, we banter back and forth and I'd say, well, let me know when he gets here. I I, think I had a mother-in-law like that. And yeah. And you know what? You don't think about dying when you're working because you're too busy working. I hate the word retirement. And when that enters your life, you start thinking, oh, my God, is this what's going to happen? But it's not. No, I don't really think of that. To me, I'm more since the pandemic, since my business sort of has changed a lot. mm -hmm. I had a very hectic, busy life for a long time and the whole pace of everything has changed and partly my doing a lot my doing and also a lot I age out of my business and had Mm -hmm. been for a while 
during the pandemic, just the pace of everything slowed down so much. And I was like, oh my God, I finally have time to like take this webinar Mm -hmm. and this class. And I've always have been an inventor. I have two products that have provisional patents for, and I was trying to sell them. And I was trying, so I've been taking all these courses and different things. And then for almost a year of my, of the pandemic in the beginning, there was no film production in my world. So I literally couldn't that's do right. anything That's even right. if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And while I had no income, and that was really freaky yeah. for the first time in my entire life, um, it was just slowing everything down. And I started thinking, oh, this is what retirement could be, where you're not like, you're just not freaking out about every like cast of characters and all your clients and whatever, you know, if you have a boss, your bosses and you're, yeah. you know, just br- bringing that all in. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to stop doing everything, right. but maybe you can think clear about some of the things you actually want to be want thinking to about. Exactly. exactly. And I think that's been my perspective now for yeah. better or for worse, um, because I, I think if I was more focused in some <laughs> ways, maybe I would be making more money <laughs> again, but in another way, I just don't want to do it all in the same way that I did. Exactly. I just don't. I the world gave me this reprieve a little bit, and I, I think I'm sort of running with it. And yeah, good for you. It's awesome to have free time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, on that note, so we'll let you go. So Sharon, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You have been fabulous, and it's so nice to meet you. And really nice meeting yeah, you. Yeah, really. I think really it's a good. great idea for a podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. And you know, if we ever make a film, we could call you, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll find I'll find you somebody. <laughs> or if you know of anyone retiring anywhere. Exactly. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let you if know. you know it. So, so thank you. Thank right. you. Sorry Bye, we took guys. up so much of your time. Night. Okay, you, you too. Night. Okay. Bye. 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 We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. Be well.